welcome to the West Cheltenham podcast. We want to see communities and places buzzing with the extraordinary presence of Jesus. Join us live on YouTube every Sunday at 10.30am. We really hope you enjoy this message. It's really good. Okay, we will tell the next generation the marvellous deeds that God has done. Now, there is a very famous, well, it's probably famous if you're quite old, sort of song from a long time ago, by which I mean the year 1999. And it begins like this. It's not an exact quote, because I'm trying to do it from memory here. If I could give you just one piece of advice, it would be wear sunscreen. Does anyone recognise that? Anyone? Oh, oh, thankfully, there's at least a few people who know that particular song. Hooray, a few more people know it. It's a sort of song. It was by a man called Baz Luhrmann, and he wrote this song, and he's got Everybody's Free, and he wrote it, and it was his advice to young people in 1999 who were graduating from college, and that's how it began. If I could give you one piece of advice, wear sunscreen. Now, he did go on to give people a whole lot more advice. He said things like, be kind, be nice to yourself, remember that things will change, pay compliments, lots of good things as well. But that song has got me thinking, especially balancing it against that verse and that little section we heard from Psalm 78. And someone said to me, why did you choose Psalm 78? Well, right now at the moment, I'm on a bit of a theme I don't know why this theme came to me about the beginning of September. In some ways, it's been a lifetime theme for me. One of two of you here will remember me from when I was in the diocese as the advisor for work with children and families. And then I recently came back to do the particular job I do now. But some things never change. And all of a sudden, this particular section of the psalm came back into my head. And I have felt very much that I need to speak to people everywhere about telling the next generation the marvellous things that God has done. Not just a bit of good advice. But before we go on to the marvellous things, here's the thing. I did just wonder if anyone had heard a bit of good advice this week from, about anything, or a good story that was full of practical ideas. Anyone heard a bit of good advice? Yes. <laughs> you have. I like Jesus. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. Anybody else had any good advice this week? <coughs> no, you see then... Oh, been reminded to say please and thank you. That's very good, you know. There's always things everywhere. You can pick up the newspaper uh, or, you know, scroll through YouTube and you'll get a fat, you know, 20, 20 ways to stay young. Good advice, eat well now and you'll be benefiting later. You know, healthy tips for a diet. Never go out without making sure you've got your umbrella with you because there's a storm coming, although the umbrella wasn't much use. Everywhere we go, there's pieces of advice. But also, everywhere we go, people tell stories as well about things that have happened. And they pass those stories on, and that's actually a really important thing that we do. 
So there's lots of things we know about because someone else has told a story. And sometimes those stories are really amazing and encouraging. Like the other week I was watching um, television and I was listening to a story about a young man who was a student in Cardiff in the 1950s, became the very, very first person to start a scheme for assisted living. In his home, he took four people in to live independently with him, and that's considered the very first time that that, that happened. And I think, what an amazing story. I am inspired by what that person did to think about, made me think about my own life. So you may have heard an inspiring story. You may have been told an inspiring story in your family. So I'm going to ask you in a minute to talk to one another. Because the other thing I've noticed about the stories that get passed down, the marvellous things from generation to generation, is the best ones have a kind of passion in them. And there may be something you do, some hobby you've got, that you know you've got that, some interest because your parents or your grandparents shared it first. For example, I once met a family, and they had a lovely 10-year-old like you. I could not believe this lovely 10-year-old because he was so knowledgeable about silent movies. movies. Silent movies, how very strange. Why do you think he was so knowledgeable about silent movies? Murder. Who had told him about them? Did he just wake up one morning and think, I'm interested in silent movies? Did he? How did he know? No, it wasn't even his grandparents. It was his parents. His parents, his dad, had a passion about movies and had introduced his child. Who watched the rugby last night? Ah, now there's a passion in a family. Has anybody got introduced to rugby and the sport when they were young? Did anybody introduce it? Oh, yeah. Is that because someone else watched it in your family? Yeah, do you know, you're not born being interested in rugby. Sorry to break that to you. I know, you know, in Gloucester, that's probably really bad to say. Or soccer, or films, or the things of God. You get a passion that's passed on to you. So why don't you turn to someone near you for a moment, your next generation. Can you see someone near you who's a different generation from you? By the way, if you're 75, the next generation of people are 50. If you're 80, they're about 60. If you're 60, they're 35. If they're 35, the next generation might be about 20, 17, 18, 20. So don't just think the next generation is children. It's someone who's 20 to 25 years younger than you. Turn to someone in the next generation, tell them where you found a passion in your life of some kind. Where's my... In a minute, I'm going to be asking some people to come right the way up to the altar. So you might need to move the microphone, just the middle microphone, that way for me, thanks. Okay, has anybody got a passion in their life that's been passed on to them? What's yours? 
football. You're passionate. Is that, is that working? Do that for me. You're very techie. Paul knows. Paul knows. I'll repeat it. John knows. On the side. Is that it? Oh, yes. Um, football. And why, why do you get passionate about football? Who told you to get passionate about football? Uh, my mum. Your mum, really? Is she a great footballer? No. Oh, okay. But she was like, this is a good thing. Is she interested in it? No. Oh, okay. But she told you to say, now you're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, she, um, when she, um, took me to my first training session. Yeah, very important. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else got passionate about something that they're going to share with us? Don't be shy. Okay, my friend here. Badminton. When I was when I was little, I lived in Singapore, and we lived in flats. And there was a wall all around the top of the flats, and my dad painted out a uh, court. And me and my mum used to play because we used to get a bit bored. Okay. And, um, you, and you had to get good, otherwise you went over the roof. <laughs> Too <laughs> much effort. Yeah. So your dad started you off on that. No, it was my, it was my mum. Your mum. She liked my dad. are good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, excellent. Very good. Anybody else got something? Oh, you're just making me come right to the back here, aren't you? Yeah. These these guys got passionate about football, and they played it in their village, and they didn't have an actual football, but they had was it socks, Johnny? They, they got socks and they made bigger piles of socks and screwed them together with some plastic and they made their own footballs and then they, you challenged the next village? Yeah. They, and they challenged the next village so they, they were passionate about football in a completely different part of the world. Excellent, excellent. So pa lots of sport passion. Anyone passionate about something that isn't sport? Oh, who's, who's this, Dan? Yeah. Um, a passion for language. Oh, okay. Languages. Where did that come from? Uh, that was inspired by my granddad. Um, he was a scholar in Hebrew. And um, just I remember one, uh, one thing he taught me when I was nine or ten years old, uh, that uh, what he was studying at the time was interesting to him, that there were no what we would recognize nowadays as the vowels in Hebrew. So you could look at something and determine, oh, it must be that. But then he gave me the example that uh, DVD, um, that, that could be David or it could be Divide. Yeah, yeah. And actually there was so much that actually has inspired me into now for what I'm pursuing as a, a hobby stroke career. <laughs> Excellent, that's really interesting. A passion for language that has come from somebody else who was passionate and gave you an idea. You want to tell me something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I asked my mum. Okay, I'm sorry about that. That's good. Okay, okay, lots of people passionate about things. We do these things because someone near us, somebody else shared it. I've been reading this book recently, a um, very grown up book called, the, it was called The History of World Cultures. 
And uh, one of the interesting things in it was this chap points out, one of the unique things about us as human beings is that we have the ability to pass things on to the next generation because we have language and we create rituals and we create ceremonies and we do things together. And that speeds up the whole process of information being passed on. Something can be told to the next generation without waiting for our genetic pattern to go on to the next generation. But sometimes, as people who follow God, we're not always quite as good at thinking about what it is that we're passing on to the next generation. And as soon as I start talking about the next generation, quite often we start thinking about we're going to tell the little stories of things from the Bible. Big story season coming up. I hate to mention it. We're not even at the end of October, but the C word is upon us. I know this because in every garden centre that I've been in, and in Marks and Spencers, and every other store, it's all out there. Christmas. And very soon we'll be telling the next generation the lovely story, the ABC story of the baby Jesus. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't tell the story of the baby Jesus, but if we only stayed with the baby building blocks, if that's all we were still able to do, then that wouldn't have sustained us through our whole life. We move on in life, and sometimes we get a bit bigger, we get to play with Duplo, because these baby blocks are no longer enough, and we need to know a bit more about what this story means, what's going on. And in this box here, can anyone guess what might be in there? Yeah? Lego, well done, a bit of Lego. And in here is a whole lot of Lego, which I understand you can play with for your whole life. That's true, isn't it? I think my nephew just spent a lot of money in order to build the Starship Enterprise or something like that, you know, and he's nearly 40. So I know you can do Lego for your whole life. Lego, when you've got the whole thing, when you grow up in your faith, you've got something that sustains you through your whole life. And what we need to pass on to the next generation is not just, oh, it was a nice story, but what it has meant for your life. What does Jesus mean to your life right now? Not the story about what happened once, but the marvellous deeds that God has done for you. What's the marvellous deed that God has done for you? Well, we're going to think about that for a few minutes by doing something kind of a little bit different. Now, to do this, I need eight volunteers, um, and I need people who can... Uh, one person needs to be able to walk about and one person can stand still and we need a big, a tall person and a short person together. So, come and stand here in eight pairs of people. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, you two can come. You need an adult. If you're a smaller person, find a tall person like an adult. Don't be shy. You will need an adult because you've got to lift up high. So we need a grown-up with our friends here. One, two. I need some adults. Thank you, you've come forward. Have we got, have we got eight yet? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, brilliant. So if you could, if you could pair up with one of our um, smaller people here, that's great. You're fantastic. Right. Okay, make it. Right. Okay, I'm going to give you a ribbon. Now, this is what has to happen. When I give you a ribbon and tell you to go, you two of you walk to the back with your coloured ribbon. So you two can walk right to the back with your green ribbon. You two can go right to the back. Okay. She's changed her mind, or she? Okay. Um, I think. Would you? Would you two like the white ribbon? You'll have to take the elastic band off. And if you, if you would go 
to, to by that door over there, yeah? Excellent. I think you two can have the red ribbon and you can go right to the back as well, okay? And you two can have the yellow ribbon and you've got to go right to the far side opposite that door, all right? You're all in place now. You're all wondering what I'm going to do. So we've got four different colours that make us think about our whole life. I'm going to start with the colour green. Are you ready? One of you needs to stand still and one of you needs to walk. One of the one standing still holds the ribbon. You've got it, you've got it, you're on it. Okay, so you can start walking and you can walk as far as you can through the church, holding your ribbon up as high as you can. The colour green is a great colour because it reminds us of growing things, green things, new seasons in our life. And as we look back across our whole life, we might keep going as high as you can. We might remember all those times when God has been with us through growing times in our life. Not just when we were children, perhaps it was when we were having our own children, when grandchildren arrived, when things seemed like they'd come to an end, but then they started again. God is with us in the green growing seasons of our life. Now, is our person with the gold ready? And gold, of course, is a fantastic colour that makes us think of joy and happiness and good things. You're on it here. You're going to walk, go under. Yeah, brilliant. Gold, the colour of happy times. And lots of us have known that God has been with us in really joyful times in our life. It might be a marriage. It might be a special occasion. It might be something that we celebrate, new life arriving. God is with us. We have a story to tell to the next generation of God's faithfulness in all the good things that happen in our life. Because for me, our faith isn't a little bit of toddler blocks. I was baptised as a baby, but I am still here following Jesus today. And you know what? My faith has had to take me through some very big times, some very hard times, some very sad times, some very glorious times, some very boring times. And my faith is still with me. And it's a lot bigger and different than it would have been when I was given a toddler Bible as a child. Don't just think your faith is about a toddler Bible. Okay, who's got the red one? Yeah, you know what to do. Somebody holds it, somebody walks as far down, you down this end now. You might try and go under or over in the middle. Ooh. One person stands at the very good, high as you can, well done. Of course, red is a great colour for reminding us of times that can be really difficult. Red makes us think about anger, it makes us think about pain, but red also makes us think about love. And one of the big stories lots of us have to tell the next generation of the mighty things that God has done is the story of how God has been faithful to us when life has been really hard. That could be a time when instead of plenty, like the time of green, you had nothing. It could be the time when you just didn't know what was going to happen next. You might be in that season still this day. It might be a time of great sadness when you thought that perhaps there would be no tomorrow because you were so unhappy. It might be a time of great grief. It might be a time when you were angry and fallen out with people. But God has been faithful to you through all of that. And the story we tell the next generation is not a cute toddler Bible story, but the story of a God who is big enough and mighty enough to be with us in everything that happens in our life. And our final colour... Well, over here is the white one. Now, this is going to be a challenge because we have a little person going across and might not be able to go high enough. Can we do this? 
Oh, we've got a bit of encouragement. That's great. So we need to hold it up high as we can. And of course, white is there. Excellent. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. If we could lift it so that it goes as high as the gold one. Oh, amazing. What you've done. Brilliant. Hooray. Um, and white is a great colour for new beginnings. And one of the most amazing things about our faith, the story of what God has done, is let me tell you, you can mess up in our faith. You can have seasons when you're not, maybe I'm the only one who has been found it dull sometimes, or even walked away from Jesus for a season. But the good news is, the white is the colour of hope and peace and new beginnings. In all the seasons of our life, God is with us. Now, who can see what shape we've made? Oh, it's really difficult. Come on. One, two, three. Excellent. We are now, all of us, either holding or under, in some way, the cross right through the middle of our church, the cross that's held every changing season of our life. And of course, the story we tell the next generation is indeed the marvellous thing that God has done in sending Jesus Christ for us, that we might know him and know God with us. But we know that in the way each of us live our lives every day. Now, I don't know what you'll be doing this time tomorrow. I know what I'll be doing. I'll be sat at a laptop or in a meeting at work. Anybody else be at work tomorrow in some way or another? Anybody be looking after the grandchildren or anything like that? Sometimes people are doing that this time tomorrow. Anybody be doing something fun and leisure? Oh, good. Excellent. Anybody just be at home pottering around doing a few things? Anybody be at school this time tomorrow? Yeah, a few people be doing that as well. Whatever you're doing this time tomorrow, you are still in, under the cross you are still in that story of the marvellous deeds that God has done. You can drop that down because it'll make your arms ache very carefully on the floor. This is a health and safety risk now for everybody, but, you know. Thank you so much. You can return to your seat. The important thing in telling the next generation the marvellous deeds that God has done is that we make sure that we're bearing witness and giving testimony to where God is right now in our lives, telling the story of God's love, God's faithfulness, God's presence in the struggle. I remember a time when I went through a great bereavement in my life, and in that time, there was only, for five months, there was only four words of scripture that I thought about for a whole five months. It was all there was, but that is my testimony to how God was with me and how the marvellous things that God has done were worked out in my life. And the four words were from Psalm 23, Thou art with me. That was the only thing, Thou art with me. That's a faith that has taken me through all the changing seasons of life. And I hope that you will continue, not just to know that, but to share it, to pass it on. Not just tell the next generation, who after all, might be your next door neighbour who's 50. Might be the next generation. It might be your colleague at work who's 30. Don't just think the next generation is the seven-year-olds or two-year-olds in our church. The next generation could be almost anybody you meet. Bear witness to the marvellous things that God has done, not in the abstract, but for you, in taking and sustaining you through your whole life.
Amen. Thanks so much for listening. To hear more messages like this, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, head to westchelt.org.uk or search West Chelt across social media. We love you. We can't wait to see you again.